I got a song about, yeah, I had a song about like Joe the Rappers was the name of the song, but the whole concept of the song was like ordinary people do extraordinary things. Like if you're already extraordinary, then doing something extraordinary is really, you see what I'm saying? Like, like Superman flying is regular. If you jumped up in the air and then come back down, I'm impressed. Right, right, right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's really ordinary people, even if you look at the word extraordinary, Mm -hmm. It's like putting something on something ordinary. So it was just a song, like to me, I consider myself the quote unquote average person. Mm. And when I say that, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but I'm always, I'm a black man advocate. And to me, we are kind of the most ignored voice, right? Right. And so I, I'm always coming from that perspective. And so when I say that, some of the most extraordinary people I know, everybody think they just the average Joe. Mm. Like from Hall of Fame, like, okay, so like my homeboy Vic Bell. Vic Bell is one of the members of uh, Red Light District. But the Red Light District is in the Alabama Music Hall of Fame right now, right? Like me, uh, the, the, the first time in Alabama public television history that they recorded an original motion picture soundtrack for one of these documentaries. Like me and a lot of people in Birmingham on it. And because the music that we created is in the actual film and the film won like six, seven Emmys, I am an Emmy award winning artist now. <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? And the documentary was about this artist from Bessemer. I'm, I'm, I grew up in Bessemer. My parents, my mom is from Bessemer. After my parents divorced, I moved to Bessemer from third grade on, graduated high school with Bessemer, went to UAB. But I'm from Bessemer, right? Like my first rap name was the Bessemer Dweller. And then mm -hmm. I became the Dweller, and then the Dweller was mispronounced to Thedweller, and so Thedweller became my spoken word name, which is how that's the name that stuck, right? But I'm from Bessemer. But Thornton Dial is the artist that the documentary was on, and right now on campus at UAB in that gallery is the first time he's ever had an exhibition in Alabama. It's like three rooms over there, so. But, 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 but my point is, I know like probably seven, eight people that performed on that. So they are Emmy Award winning artists. They are Grammy Award. I'm in a film that was in Sidewalk Film Fest. It's a horror film. But Kevin Wooten, who won a Grammy this year, produced the uh, score for the movies. But the point of it is, don't nobody know. You said <laughs> produced the score from the Fugees? For for the film. For the, for movie. the movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the movie that was just it's on tour right now. It's going to different film festivals, but Sidewalk Film Festival was in Birmingham the last week of last week of August. Okay. In, in Birmingham. And so it had a premiere here. Yeah, it's it sold out. It won an award. Mm. Uh I'm actually it's a comedy horror movie. But but what I'm saying is everybody I know won't know that. That's a fact. I, we 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 getting that game. We getting that game. Listen, we going too fast just for the family. I'm this sorry. Slow down. No, no, you good. Anything. You good. Yeah. This is for the family. We 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 only the family. Only the families is, is invited to these type of ceremonies. Understand this. I'm sitting here with the good brother, Thad. Well, can we call? Can we call you Thad E or what? What? what, what, what can we? Listen, a lot of people call me Thad. Thad. Call me Thad. Right. Uh. Al, a lot of people, it, it depends on where you know me from. The man of many names, Al. Okay, yeah, okay. like if, if if you just, I've been a school teacher since 1996. Mm -hmm. So, no, no, not 19, well, let me say I graduated college, yeah, 1996. 
So what that means is from 96 until now, there's some people that only know Mr. Elliot. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So then in the spoken word, realm, like the first Friday every month, uh, the uh, Birmingham Public Library hosts an open mic in Birmingham called Bards and Brews. It's like free beer and then open mics. But I host it. So a lot of people know me from spoken word and hosting open mics in Birmingham. Uh, and then like a lot of people know me as Steadweller, the rapper, you know, performing on stage. You know, I had a whole band. I just performed at the World Games just this summer. Had an hour set and I put my whole band back together. I was in a band called Dad Too. But like Dad Too got an album on all music streaming platforms. I got albums on all music streaming platforms. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's stuff out there. But some people know me, you know, as that. There's a uh, there's a storytelling uh, organization in Birmingham called ARC, A-R-C, ARC Stories. So I've told like stories with them five or six times, but all of those stories are on SoundCloud now. So it's like, I got a mixtape of stories, but they recorded those stories. The radio station here, uh, our uh, local, um, what do they call it? NPR station, right? And so they would play these stories on the radio. So I, my, the first story I told was a Christmas story, but every year on Christmas, they would play their stories. So some people know me from storytelling. Some people know me, I was just in a movie that was on Netflix with, with Mark Marin. It, it just did a Netflix run. But this next movie might end up on Netflix, but some people know me from acting, right? I did three August Wilson plays. Like I did uh, Fences. I was true in Fences with the Alabama School of Fine Arts, 2019. Then I did uh, August Wilson's one man show. And then I did another August Wilson play. So, so some people know me just from acting and mm -hmm. theater, from the theater scene. So in Birmingham, you could call me whatever is what I'm saying, but some people only know Al. Some people only know Thad. Some people only know Mr. Elliot. You see what I mean? I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. We're going we gonna to take it back to the beginning. Take it back to the beginning. I remember you said born in Bessemer, uh, born and raised. Well, I was born in Decatur, but after my parents' divorce, I was in the third grade. We moved to Bessemer, but I was born in Decatur, Alabama. Decatur, Alabama. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Move and you moved. You said you moved to, to Bessemer. Yeah, third grade. After after your parents, how was that for you? Was you was you was you older? So, now I was like nine years old, eight okay. years old. I was in the third grade. So now it's weird thinking back, but I had only had fond memories of my grandma's and my grandparents' house. Right, they were still married. My my youngest aunt and uncle were twins, and they still lived at home. So in my mind, because my mom didn't work at the time. And my dad was kind of going to work a lot. I mean, he was still, we were, you know, I, I have memories. That's who taught me how to ride a bike, da, 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 da. So I had a dad up, up until that point. But when we when we first divorced, I really didn't, it went bad to me. Cause we going to my grandma house. I love grandma house. You know what I'm saying? I love right. my uncles. I love my aunt. She, you know what I'm saying? I like game wrong. That's what's up. Right. So it didn't really get bad until I started school. So when I was in the third grade, I had a terrible speech impediment. I used to stutter really, really, really bad. Like I went to a speech pathologist and all that, but it, it didn't help. And I had a thick Tennessee accent because after I was born, my parents moved to uh, Athens, Tennessee. So from like zero to like second, third grade, I'm in Tennessee. So mm -hmm. I used to stay, say stuff like, mama, papa, down yonder. This is how I used to talk. So right, imagine right. a little black kid from Tennessee, sounds like this. And I used to stutter really bad. So I didn't like to talk and I didn't like to read in class. 
So I did, I, I stopped, kind of stopped reading in the third grade. Third grade turned to fourth grade, fourth grade turned to fifth grade. By the time I got to fifth grade, I was in special ed because I was two grade levels behind and read, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember going to special ed class, shit, and we would be in there breakdancing and shit after the work. We was in there, because it wouldn't be like five or six of us, right? So this is the 80s, this is like 84, 80, you know, hip hop, like rap is new. But mm-hmm. I started to notice that when I rap, a song that I heard on the radio, I didn't stutter. Word right? for word. So I, I could, I could just, I could, this is like you could stutter, but then you hear the rap and you do the rap and you don't stutter. Mm-hmm. So I wrote my own rap mm-hmm. and I ain't stutter. Like I still remember this, I think this is like one of the first raps about Batman that I wrote. My homeboy wrote a verse about Superman and I wrote a verse about Batman. Mm-hmm. I was like, so it, it was this high school, well, we was in middle school, so I think I was in fifth for sixth grade. I think I was in the fifth grade at A.G. Gaston with the A.G. Gaston. I went to- A.G. Gaston. Yeah, I went to Miami. So I went to Dunbar Elementary, which mm-hmm. it's not even open now. There's a Dunbar Community Center kind of built in the remnants of that school, but it's the school on the front of it. Still in concrete right now, it's a Bessma Colored High. So literally I went to Bessma Colored High the last year was open, but it was called Dunbar Elementary at the time. But mm-hmm. it still say Bessma Colored High on it. But they mm-hmm. opened Abus Primary and my mom moved. So I went to Mamie Labor Foster, which this school is actually named after a black female educator. And I then know. I went to A.G. Gaston Middle School, who you know A.G. Gaston. So mm-hmm. I really went to HBCU Elementary School. My parents made it miles. So when I got to the eighth grade, mm-hmm. my mom moved again. And so we ended up going, I ended up going to Just Lanier for high school. Okay. Uh, back to the, the bat. Let's let's go to the Batman. Bat- oh, the Batman, Batman rap. You want to hear it? No, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, what was it? Like, what, what? In, in, was this one of your first raps? Yeah, it's like the baddest frat might be Alpha Phi Beta, but they ain't got nothing on the Cape Crusaders. Batman is his name, but with that, that mask, he is known as Bruce Wayne, a rich man like this. He should be driving a Seville, but he'd rather be seen in his Batmobile. That old machine can kick up quite a thunder right by his side is the famous boy Wonder. You may wonder where a cat like this will roam, where I hear Gotham City is his home. You can contact him by using the bat flashlight. They are two superheroes running through the night. I'll be like word. <laughs> that was that was flea, that was flea. Only on the on the only on the stay down. Understand this. Listen back to the back to the. Now how did that feel? What like 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 construction? It's the first time I felt cool. That's what I'm saying. Construction a rap like that. That's 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 you gotta have some like brain power to do that kind of sort of like like let's not let's not play with this. So I couldn't read. It's not that. And so okay, so I'm an educator, right? So I had so I know how to separate literacy from intelligence. Right. Just because you can't read don't mean you're not smart. Mm-hmm. So I had problems reading. And so I was in a slow reading class, but I was always smart. I just couldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't spend time reading, so I didn't get better at it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like to read out because I stuttered so bad they would make fun of me. Mm-hmm. So I associated not having a good time with reading. So I didn't read. Mm. You see what I mean? Right. But once I started figuring out I could rap, it just, it was a, so I come to school with a rap. My homeboy come to school with a rap. Well, now I got some the vibes. I got, a, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to go to school now. She, yeah. you know, I got notebooks. What are we talking about? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's just kind of how the rap thing from the time, like fourth, fifth grade, when I figured out that I didn't stutter when I rap, I've been rapping. Okay. Okay. So, so rap has always been cathartic for me. I ain't never really, I got in, you know, one, I got, I've had a record deal, blah, 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 blah. I went through all of that, but that was never 
that was not my motivation for rapping. Hold on, this is actually, look, I was talking about Vic Bill, this ain't right, hold on. Hey, 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 Vic. Vic. Hey, Yo. Vic, man, look, I'm on, I'm on this podcast, it's real cool. I was just talking about you, you one of the Hall of Fame members of the Red Light District. I'm, I'm gonna hit you back, but Vic, tell the people out there in internet land, what's up? I'm gonna see if you come through the speaker. What's up, internet land? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. What's up, man? I'm gonna hit you back, though. All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, Vic Bell in the building. Uh, but yeah, man, so that's really how I, I got into rapping. I just stayed in it, you see what I mean? So, mm-hmm. throughout, I've other things have happened, but I got into rapping really as speech therapy, to be honest. Mm. That's crazy. What went around this time? Who, who are your influences? Like, like, who are you looking at as, like, man, you know what? So, I was listening to, like, what. Dougie Fresh, okay. Danny Dane, everything they played on the radio, you know, W-E-N-N was still locally owned back then. So when radio would play some of the, whatever the New York hip hop, because you had real DJs. So DJ used to break the record. So it used to be DJs that would really get a high record and really put it on the radio. And then you really get it and people really call in and cause they got so many calls, they'll bring it back on the radio. So there was a wave where whatever was hot, was hot in Birmingham, like whatever, you know, like people forget Birmingham had like a huge music town, you know what I mean? So everybody big didn't been to Birmingham. So in the 80s, it was, you know, Michael Jackson didn't do a concert in Birmingham, but Michael Jackson came and did a sound check in Birmingham once. They had a concert over in Atlanta, but they set up the shit in, in the Civic Center downtown. But he came out of the way, I remember going down and split people like Michael Jackson are just being town type shit. But that's so when I'm going up the radio, the classic, everybody was at the classic. Like it was so when I grew up, Birmingham was the shit, but shit downtown was open. Like Newberries was open. Like you see what I mean? So New, we say Newberry, Newberries, put us on. What is Newberries? You said Newberries. Okay, so like if you go way back in the day and where we had those sit-ins at the lunch counter, like the Woolworth counter. So Newberries was a place downtown. Where at the time I went there was like a imagine like a little Walmart type store downtown. Mm-hmm. So Newberry's was kind of like that, but it was also like the main. It wasn't a it wasn't a Grand Central Station for a bus stop. It was like Newberry's. <laughs> so you went to Newberry's, and in front of there it was it was so many people there. It was like a Walmart store. I remember they had an escalator. You can go upstairs, downstairs, but it was just like a common store. Mm-hmm. But it was downtown. It used to be like. The malls downtown, I remember when those stores was open. You see what I mean? Yeah. So at the time that it was like that, the things that were happening in any city was in Birmingham, including the radio. Mm-hmm. Like Shelly Stewart was still on the radio when I was listening to the radio, but he was a part of the Children's March when, like, before Martin Luther King came here, if it weren't for the Children's March, Martin Luther King would not have been Martin Luther King. So Martin Luther King did the bus boycott. I think it was like seven, eight, nine years later. Ain't nobody, want nobody think about Martin Luther King. Yeah, y'all on them buses, but everybody was kind of like, fuck y'all niggas. So when they came to Birmingham, Martin Luther King plan was, hey, we just gonna fill up the jails in Birmingham. That's what we gonna, we gonna fill up all the jails, then you gonna have to change the law. But all the adults were scared. Like my mom remember being told, if you go down there and get arrested, my boss told me I'm gonna get fired. So a lot of the adults were scared to go down there. So when none of the adults go protest, so the kids protest and filled up the jail, which that's what made the uh, the president at the time call Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King started negotiating, and that's when all that happened. Of course, 
That's also when they assassinated the president and all that. But that happened from the children of Birmingham filling up the jail. That's mm. how the that's how the whole movement happened though. I ain't but even Birmingham know. was big enough to do that. Yeah, I because because I, I actually heard like uh, some people weren't around with Martin Luther King back in the day. Like it wasn't. They weren't. That's that what I'm saying. Really, they didn't want Martin Luther King to do it. The adults wanted Martin Luther King to lead. Don't come to Birmingham starting that shit. That's how the adults <laughs> felt. <laughs> but the DJs was like, if the kids with it, we with it. So they gave secret codes on the radio to the kids. And on a certain day, they announced to the kids, this the day, all the kids left the school and just kept filling up. They filled up every jail cell in Birmingham. How did they, they was locking up kids at Fair Park. Damn. How did they get arrested? Yeah. Did they just they just walking out outside and just they just put they, them yeah, in the Yeah, they walking outside. Like, like they went downtown. Okay, so one, they left school. So they breaking the law, but then they didn't have like a, a, a you used back then they made you get like a, a march, a parade permit. Mm. So then you got a permit. So they went down to 16th Street Baptist Church. And mm -hmm. so they were just seeing kids out the front door 